brand new series today, and I'm excited about it. And I believe that uh, we're going to be preaching on it for at least four weeks. So let's pray and let's get into agreement. I believe the Spirit of the Lord has some things to say to all of our hearts. And it's not so much what I say that really matters. It's what the Spirit of the Lord says to you through the Word and by the Spirit as the Word is going forth. Amen? So stretch forth your hand toward me. Ask God to help me, to give me utterance. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for utterance. We thank you for heaven's help. We pray that all the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light, Lord. That our hearts would be strengthened through the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. And we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. We will receive the offering at the end of the service. Psalm 66 and verse 12 says, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. How many of you have ever been through something? We've all been through something. But the emphasis is this, is we get to the other side. Amen? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid of any evil, because the Lord is with us. Amen? Hallelujah. So, we've been through some things, but notice the rest of the verse. But you brought us into a wealthy place. He brought you into a wealthy place. And this is what I want to talk to you about for several weeks called your wealthy place. Your wealthy place. <clears throat> the NIV translation says this. But you brought us to a place of abundance. Another translation says a place of plenty. Another translation says, but you brought us to a place of great abundance. I like the New King James Version. Where it says, you brought us to rich fulfillment. Your wealthy place is a place of rich fulfillment. Everyone say, rich fulfillment. Your wealthy place is also a place of fruitfulness. It is a fruitful place. The question I have for you is this. Does God have a place like that? for you, where there is full fruitfulness in your life, and where you are literally making a difference with your life. In the Amplified Version, it says, but you brought us out into a broad, moist place to abundance and refreshment and the open air. So this wealthy place is not just a place where your needs are met, but this wealthy place in God is a place of great refreshment. Actually, in the Hebrew, the word wealthy means a place where you're running over, a place of overflow, and a wealthy place also means a place of saturation. Saturation. A place where you are fruitful, that you have abundance, but you are also being saturated with the presence of God and you are experiencing overflow in every area of your life. Is anybody interested? A place of saturation. I like what the psalmist said. He said, my cup runs over. Still another translation says, 
But then you brought us out and refreshed us. There's nothing more refreshing than being brought into the presence of God when you've been through fire. When you've been through some trouble. Amen? But you brought us out and you refreshed us. Still another says, but you brought us into a place where we have much more than we need. This wealthy place is a place where you have much more than you need. Now, does that line up with the scripture? His name is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. El Shaddai means he is the God that's more than, more than, more than enough. Is he more than enough for you? Is he more than enough for all of his children? Absolutely he is. And so this wealthy place is a place where you have much more than you need. It is a spacious place. Now, oftentimes people are not experiencing their wealthy place because instead of being in the center of God's will, they've zigged and they've zagged. And as a result, they've gotten zapped. But the good news is, is you can make the adjustment. And you can get back into your wealthy place. The question I have for you this morning is, are you in your wealthy place? It is the will of God. I want to be very straight about this. It is the will of God for you to prosper. It is the will of God for you to increase. Now, when we're talking about wealthy place, we're talking about more than money. When we're talking about increase, we're talking about in every area of our life. Say with me, my wealthy place, it is a place of increase. Now, we're just introducing this this morning. But I want to look at a few scriptures concerning increase because it is directly related to your wealthy place. How many of you remember a gentleman by the name of Job? Job went through fire. Job went through a lot of trouble. But here's what God said concerning Job. He said this, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end is going to greatly increase. Now, would God tell Job something that he was going to greatly increase if it wasn't the will of God for Job to increase? And if it's the will of God for Job to increase, it's the will of God for you to increase or to experience increase. Now, how do I know that? Well, simply by one scripture, that God is no respecter of persons. What he has made available to one of his kids, he has made available to all of his children. And Job did experience double. After all of the hell he went through. After all the fire that he experienced, the latter end of Job was greatly increased. And the Bible says that God gave Job double. Amen? 
How many of you today are going through some trouble? All right. I believe God can give you double for your trouble. Everyone shout double for my trouble. And so we see then that the Job, he greatly increased. There is such a thing as great increase. Now, every one of us are called of God to do something in the kingdom of God. One of the things that holds people down and holds people back from really stepping up and stepping forward and giving their very best for God is something in their life is causing them to be weak physically. Has anybody ever experienced weakness physically? I think we all probably have, right? Well, did you know that God has an increase of strength for you? And he will increase your strength in these latter days so that you can be all that he's called you to be and so that you can do all that he's called you to do. You see, having strength in your spirit, having strength in your soul, having strength in your body is included in your wealthy place. It is part of God's rich fulfillment for your life. In Isaiah, the Bible says it like this. He says he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. What does he do? He will increase your strength. I believe that in this day and this hour that you and I should be going from glory to glory, from faith to faith and from strength to strength. Now. We never will tap into the strength that is available to us or to the increase of strength that he has made available to us if we talk weak. That's why he said in Joel, he said, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say what? I am strong. strong. I am strong. I am strong. Let the weak say that. So if you were strong in the natural, you wouldn't have to be declaring strength all the time. Now, it's a good idea. But strength is available to every person in this auditorium today. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord, it is my strength. Amen. And so he gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he will increase your strength. Amen. I like what Paul said. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which what? (laughs) Which strengtheneth me. So Christ will strengthen you. As you make the declaration that the joy of the Lord is your strength and that there is nothing impossible for you because by God's grace, you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. Everybody stand up. Let's make a confession. Say with me, I can can do all things things through Jesus Christ. Christ. Who strengthens me. The joy of the Lord. 
is my strength. I declare this day that I'm going from strength to strength. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. As I wait upon the Lord, as I learn to say what God say, he increases my strength day by day, week by week, month by month, and year by year. Therefore, I do not fear the future. I smile at my future because God is strengthening me. Every day. Give your neighbor a high five and you can be seated. Amen. Amen. Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. That we would be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So I want to, to paint a picture of your wealthy place Being a place of strength. Amen? Being a place where you get up in the morning and you're ready for it. Getting to a place where on Monday morning you just smile at Monday morning. And like Brenda says sometimes, "Uh uh-oh, he's up again. Watch out, devil. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, not only is your wealthy place a place of strength, but it's also a place of growth. In the knowledge of him. It's a place of growth in the knowledge of him. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul was not concerned about making his name known. Paul was concerned about making the name of the Lord known. Amen. In Proverbs, and I know I'm quoting a few for you this morning, and that's okay. In Proverbs, it says That a wise man will hear. A wise man will hear. Faith will come. Amen? A wise man will not just be casual about the word of God. A wise man will take heed to what he hears. In other words, he or she will place great value on the word that they hear. And as a result of placing value on the word, the Bible says, when a wise man hears, he will increase learning. He will increase learning. There's so much more to learn in the Bible. There's so much more to learn about life, is there not? There's so much more to learn about Him. The wonders of His person. You could spend your whole life just drawing near to Him. Being in the Word and praying in the Spirit and worshiping God. And as you get a glimpse of the wonders of his person, you will increase in learning. And by the way, I'm not just talking about head knowledge. I'm talking about heart knowledge. Look at with me at Colossians chapter 1, if you would, in verse 10. <clears throat> Colossians 1.10. He's bringing us out to our wealthy place. Amen. Colossians 1.10 says that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. And read the rest with me. 
and increasing in the knowledge of God. This should be the quest of every believer. This should be the quest of every person here this morning. I desire to increase in the epinosis the exact knowledge of God. And when you do increase in the knowledge of God, you'll know exactly what to do in every situation and in every circumstance. For the knowledge of God is not knowledge that is revealed to your head, but it is knowledge that is revealed to your heart. And as you are serious about the word, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him shall be activated. And not only shall you know more depth of the word, but the spirit of knowing shall come upon you and you'll know what to do. And the spirit of seeing shall come upon you and that which you haven't seen, you'll be able to see. For I will reveal, says the Lord, great and glorious things to my people. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory. I'm increasing. Yeah. I'm increasing yeah. day by day. Week by week, I'm increasing in the knowledge of Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there is such a thing in the Bible as the word of knowledge. Amen. I believe what you need to know, God will show you if you'll get into the flow. Amen. Now, what about living long... And living strong. Gloria Copeland talks about that all the time. You know, the older you get, the more you talk about long life. And the more you talk about the rapture of the church. And the more you talk about end times. Is that right? But there's been a lot of people that have died prematurely. And that have died really before their time. Okay? And we are not to condemn people. And we are certainly not to judge people. We need to examine ourselves. Now, when the wisdom of God is operating in our lives, the wisdom of God and the fear of the Lord will bring you and I to a place where there can be an increase of our years. Amen. Let me just read the verse to you. In Proverbs 9, 11, it says, For by me, and of course the context of that is he's talking about the wisdom of God. He said, for by me, thy days shall be multiplied. Now, when you see the word multiplied, you can think of the word increase. Amen. For by the wisdom of God, your days shall be multiplied or increased. And the years of thy life shall be increased. Woo, glory. I believe this. You ought to stay here till you're finished. You ought to stay here till you're satisfied. And when you're finished and when you're satisfied, just say, say la vie. Send my saddle home, Lord. I'm ready to go. Amen. But if you're not finished, if you're not satisfied, I believe that God can increase your years. Amen. Now, in in connection with this, turn over to Psalm 92. And I'll I'll tell you the verse when I get there. I believe it's verse 10, 11, verse 12, right around there. 
in the 92nd Psalm. And uh, notice this, these verses here. These will minister to you. Say with me, I'm receiving an increase of long life. With long life, he will satisfy me. And he will show me great salvation and great deliverance. Now notice with me in Psalms 92. And notice with me in verse 10, if you would. And, and uh, they'll get it there in a moment. It says, but my horn, my emblem of excessive strength and stately grace, you have exalted like that of a wild ox. David said, I shall be anointed with what? Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Now notice how this is kind of weaving together. A wealthy place is a place of refreshing. The wealthy place is a place of saturation. And David said, I'm going to be excessively strong by the grace of God. And you are anointing me with fresh oil. Fresh oil. Every day. Now notice with me in verse 12. Let's drop down there if we could. In verse 12 it says, the uncompromisingly righteous. Is that you? Say this with me, I am am. the righteousness righteousness of God God. in Christ Jesus. Jesus. They shall flourish like the palm tree. They shall be short-lived. You never know what God might do. He might snuff your life out in your 40s. No, thank God, they shall be long-lived. Stately. Upright. Useful. And what's that next word, Paul? Fruitful. Your wealthy place is a place of fruitfulness. The older you get and the longer you stay around, the more fruit you'll be able to bring and the more it will abound. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The more it will abound, the more it will be multiplied. I mean, some of us, to be truthful about it, are just now getting to a place where God can really use us. It takes some time to grow. It takes some time to mature. So you want to stay around long enough to see your grandbabies. You want to stay around long enough to see your great-grandchildren. Hallelujah. Is that awesome or what? No, notice. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Brenda and I were in Lebanon. We saw some of those cedars. They are stately. They are upright. They are beautiful. And that's the way our life should get. More like Him. Walking uprightly. Walking in purity. Walking in holiness. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Majestic. Now notice. Stable. The wealthy place is a place of stability, durable, and incorruptible. Did you know that the word there, incorruptible, means incapable of being destroyed? Glory to God. Now notice in verse 13, planted, stable, durable, planted in the house of the Lord... They shall flourish in the courts of our God. That's a wealthy place. Growing in grace. 
The word grow there means increase. Mm -hmm. Say with me, I'm increasing increasing. in the grace of God. God. Now notice, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap. Doesn't mean they are saps. No, thank God they shall be full of sap. That means of spiritual vitality. Glory to God. Full of strength. Not the Wally Cox portrayment that Hollywood gives of Christians. Bunch of wimpy, weak Hollywood whatever. Better stay in the spirit. They'll bring forth fruit in old age. They'll be full of sap, of spiritual vitality. Rich, everyone say rich. Rich Rich in the verdure of trust and love and contentment. Don't know whether you realize it or not, but when you're operating and functioning in God's wealthy place for you, you're going to operate in contentment. You're going to be happy with God. And you're going to be happy with who and what God made you to be. And a place of contentment is not trying to covet your brother's this or your brother's that. A place of contentment is just absolutely being at peace with what God has blessed you with. Amen? Verse 15, read it together. Ready, read. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is... No unrighteousness in him. Can you shout with me this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we just don't want to launch into an in-depth series about prosperity without really giving you a larger picture of what increase and being wealthy is. Amen. Now let's move on to another one. You ready for another one? All right. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1 and notice with me in verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1 and notice with me in verse 2. Second Peter Chapter 1, verse 2. If I'm mistaken, the, that'll correct me. Grace and peace. Two things. Everyone say grace and peace. Grace and peace. Can you grow in grace? Yes. Can you grow in peace? Yes. Great grace and great peace do the children of God have that love thy law. Grace and peace, now notice, be what? So there again, there's that thought of increase and being in a wealthy place. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through, there it is again, the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So what have we talked about this morning? We've talked about that he will increase your strength. Amen? We talked about that your wealthy place is a fruitful place and that As you draw nigh to him, he will increase your strength. He will also increase your learning. Amen. But he will also increase your years. 
But how many of you know that life was never intended for us to live worried and fearful? Amen. Would you all agree with that? So, the peace of God is a part of your wealthy place. The peace of God. The shalom of God. Where there is nothing missing... And where there is nothing broken, where you are living your life carefree. Come on. Come on, teach. teach. Carefree. Teach. Worry-free. Come on. Anxiety-free. Come on. Where you've cast all your care upon the Lord. Come on. Come on now. And He's sustaining you. That's right. Thank Thank you. One thing that the enemy will try to torment the children of God with is tomorrow. What about tomorrow? What am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? How am I going to get the money for that education? Who am I going to marry? What's going to become of me? What's... What about tomorrow? And the world will paint a shaky picture of tomorrow for you. What about tomorrow? Well, Jesus addressed that in Matthew chapter 6. He said, take no thought for the morrow. Sufficient unto the day is all you need. Look at Matthew 6, 24. We're running out of time here today, but let's... Let's at least introduce this. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Are you getting anything out of this today? Great peace. Great peace. Your knees may be knocking, and you may feel fear, but fear is not a part of your born-again spirit. Fear is not natural to the born-again believer. No, it isn't. Amen? For God did not give us a spirit of what? Fear. Fear, But what now? Of power and a love and what? A sound mind is a part of your wealthy place. Soundness of mind. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Thank you. Let's read it together. Ready, read. Take therefore no thought for the morrow... For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, I think it's interesting that Jesus says, don't take the thought. Now, what that means is the thoughts are going to come. Amen. Thoughts are going to come. Imaginations are going to come. These thoughts and these imaginations are designated by the devil to build a stronghold in our lives. But he said, don't take those thoughts. Take no thought for the morrow. For the morrow should take thought for the things of itself. And in the same context, he says, take no thought for tomorrow, saying. Saying. What verse is that? Look at verse 31. Man, if we just had a couple more hours, we could really (laughs) get some places today. I'm telling you. Matthew 6:31 Read it with me. Therefore take no thought saying what will we eat? 
What do we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? So then the way that we take those thoughts that come to our soul is we begin to speak them. What am I going to do? Where am I going to live? How am I going to make it? The economy, the economy, the government. Oh, that stuff will eat your lunch. But the key to not taking the thought is not to say what the enemy brings to your mind. But rather say what you have deposited in your heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will leak. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And when the thought comes, when you open your mouth, you'll be trained, you'll be developed to speak the word only. In other words, when this thought comes, does this thought align itself with the word of God? If it does not line up with the word of God, the Bible says cast it down. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So I encourage you to, to, to take in massive quantities of God's word. I think about the Coneheads movie. We're consuming massive quantities. But take in massive quantities of God's word. Let it dwell in you. Jesus said, live in me and I will live in you. Abide in my word. If you abide in me and my word abides in you. It's the abiding word in your heart coming out of your mouth that will see you through anxiety, fear, and worry and will keep you in perfect peace. uh, Isaiah 26, 3 says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So let's go back to 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. This is a part of your wealthy place. Man, I'm telling you, I know what it's like not to have the mind of Christ. I know what it's like to be overtaken by thoughts of the evil one before I was saved. I know what that's like. It's not a pleasant place. It's not a wealthy place, is it? It's an ugly place. It's a tormenting place. The Bible says that fear has torment. So he says, well, I'm born again and I'm filled with the Spirit, Pastor, but I'm still dealing with those thoughts. You'll be dealing with those thoughts until the trumpet sounds. Come on. But you can get stronger in the Word and in the Lord day by day, and you can ward those thoughts off to where once they come, they're placed immediately under your feet. Now notice this. Let's read it together. Ready, read, please. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. Now lift up your hands and declare this with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my wealthy place. I thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. I take all my cares, all the anxieties, and I roll them into your hands. From this day forward, I refuse to fear. I refuse to yield to worry. 
I declare I'm carefree. I'm worry-free. And I'm not anxious about anything. Thank you, Lord, that this day I am increasing in the knowledge of you. I am increasing in your strength. I am increasing in your grace. Thank you, Lord, that I will live long and I will live strong and my life will be fruitful because you're bringing me in. You're bringing me in to a place of refreshing, a place of abundance, a place of fruitfulness. Well, let's give God praise. Amen.